Welcome to Rapidly Rotating Records, an hour of toe-tapping music from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s, with yours truly, Glenn Robison, on Island Radio, KISL Avalon, at 88.7 on your FM dial, and at KISLAvalon.com on your internet dial. We've got dance bands, hot bands, sweet bands, show tunes, novelty tunes, blues, jazz, and more on everything from Aeolian to Xonophone and by everyone from Aronson to Zerky. On this week's show, we'll celebrate the birthdays of Ernie Golden and Andrew B. Sterling, we'll don a vest, and tell you why we started the show with a ticking stopwatch. Last week, August 27th, marked the birth in 1890 in Manchester, New Hampshire, of bandleader Ernest Stephen Golden, to John L. Golden, a veterinary surgeon, and his wife Harriet, both born in Canada. He apparently had two older brothers, Anson and Harrison, and a younger sister, Hattie. In 1910, at age 19, Ernie was working as a theater pianist in New Hampshire, but by 1915, he had relocated to Minneapolis, Minnesota, where a 1917 review of his vaudeville act said Ernie Golden and his fine jazz band began with snappy selections of popular music. The following year, he served in the U.S. Navy as a musician during World War I. On June 4, 1920, Ernie married Norma Wadi in Chicago, and for the next 15 years was a very busy guy. For two years, he played the Keith Vaudeville circuit with William Rock and Francis White. He led his own 11-piece band, wrote the arrangements, and formed 20 other bands which played across the country. He recorded prolifically under dozens of pseudonyms, including Ted's Collegians, the Yankee Ten Orchestra, John Vincent's Orchestra, the WMCA Broadcasters, and the Hotel McAlpin Orchestra. Those last two names are inextricably tied together. The Hotel McAlpin was built in 1912 at Broadway and 34th in Manhattan by General Edwin A. McAlpin. At 25 stories and accommodating up to 2,500 guests, it was the largest hotel in the world. The building is still with us, but is now the Herald Towers Apartments. On February 1, 1925, WMCA, the 13th radio station in New York City, began regular broadcasts. The call sign WMCA was not just a set of random letters, but was derived from the Hotel McAlpin where the station's studios and antenna were located. Ernie Golden recorded under the WMCA and Hotel McAlpin names from 1923 into mid-1929. Ernie Golden's Broadway credits include Earl Carroll's Vanities in 1928 and Artists and Models in 1930, the same year he had a residency at the Hollywood Country Club in Miami, Florida, and he continued to broadcast on radio. But in 1935, it all became too much for him. An article in the May 23, 1935 New York Daily News reported that Golden, living at the Alvin Hotel at Broadway and 52nd with his wife and one-year-old son, was a patient in the psychopathic ward at Bellevue, suffering from a complete physical breakdown brought on by malnutrition and financial worries. Even with complete rest and expert care, doctors gave him only a 10% chance of recovery. And apparently he never made that recovery. The 1940 census shows Ernie as an inmate at the Veterans Administration Hospital in Bedford, Massachusetts, 
which opened in 1928 as a treatment facility for neuropsychiatric patients. His marital status is shown as widowed, meaning that sometime during the intervening five years, his wife Norma had died. When or if he left the hospital, I don't know, but Ernie Golden died April 29, 1972, in Bedford, Massachusetts, and is buried at Long Island National Cemetery in East Farmington, New York. But here from Better, Happier Times are three from Ernie Golden.
nine of a cared for baby talk, but she talks baby talk, and that's my weakness now. She likes engagement rings, and I never liked engagement rings, but she likes engagement rings. That's my weakness now. Oh my, oh me. Oh, I should be good, and I would be good, but she, <laughs> she likes to build and coo. I never liked to build and coo, but she likes to build and coo, and that's my weakness now.
There's a tune not played on the show before. You are my silver lining of love. Written by the trio of Charlie Tobias, Benny Russell, and Vincent Rose. Muriel Pollack recorded it as a piano solo for Edison a couple of weeks later. But we heard Ernie Golden and his orchestra on Columbia Vivatonal 1906-D, made June 20, 1929. Before that, a tune you no doubt recognize, That's My Weakness Now, written by Bud Green and Sam H. Stepped. The label of Oriole 1281, recorded June 19, 1928, credits Ted White's Collegians with the vocal refrain by Charles Dixon, but, of course, that's Ernie Golden and his orchestra, and you probably recognize the voice as that of Irving Kaufman. We started with Ernie Golden and his Hotel McAlpin Orchestra and My Daddy, sung by Charles Harrison. My Daddy was written by Ted Strong, and that was Edison Diamond Disc 51977, recorded March 18, 1927. I'm Glenn Robison, and you and I are listening to Rapidly Rotating Records, bringing you vintage music to which you can't not tap your toes from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s. Last week, August 26, marked the birth in New York City of composer Andrew Benjamin Sterling. I could find very little about him, not even the names of his parents. His formal education ended with the eighth grade, and at some point he married Dorothy Haywood, a vaudeville performer. He was a successful theatrical painter and decorator before embarking on his songwriting career, which began around 1898, when he met Harry Von Tilzer, and the two formed a songwriting partnership that lasted for nearly 30 years. Andrew Sterling died August 11, 1955, at St. Joseph's Hospital in Stamford, Connecticut, after having broken his hip a couple of years before. Here are four from the pen of Andrew B. Sterling. Rhine. 
while you take a trip in a battleship on the old Fall River line. On the old Fall River line. On the old Fall River line. I lost an 18-carat watch, a super, super fine. I got into someone's trousers, then someone got into mine. You can lose your life, yes, and lose your wife on the old Fall River line. Jealous when you know it drives me wild. 
Why do you tell me you love me so true? And turn around and love someone else too? After all I've done for you, it makes me blow. Lots of girlies haunt me, lots of girlies want me. I wouldn't do it to you. Why did you do it to me, babe? Why did you do it to me? When you fell and hurt your leg and laid in bed, oh, put ice on your head. Why do you treat me so mean, babe? I've been as good as can be. When I'm coming down the street, I advance, but you retreat. When I bought the shoes on your feet, why did you do it? Why did you do it? Why did you do it to me? Listen, honey, baby, you remember when you didn't have a cent. Tell me who it was went out and dug up all the coins to pay your rent. I worked my fingers right through to the bone. That was the time when you called me your own. Now your love for me has blown. My job is blown. Remember when I told you, gee, I couldn't hold you. You went and left me alone. Why did you do it to me, babe? Why did you do it to me? When you came around and said, my rent is due. Oh, went digging for you. See, you've been acting so mean, babe. I call around just to see. Red Brown came in your flat. Looked right at the place I sat. Then you went and got me my hat. Why did you do it? Why did you do it? Why did you do it to me? When Louie came home to the flat, he hung up his coat and his hat. He gazed all around, but no wifey he found, so he said, where can Flossie be at? And note on the table he spied, he read it just once and he cried. It ran, Louie, dear, it's too slow for me here, so I think I will go for a ride. Meet me in St. Louis, Louie, meet me at the fair. Don't tell me the lights are shining any place but there. We will dance the hoochie-coochie. I will be your tootsie-wootsie. If you will meet me in St. Louis-Louis, meet me at the fair. Bluewoods was the name of a horse that ran at the New Orleans course. I played him one day for a dollar each way, and I charged it to profit and loss. He started to run in the wet, the son of a gun's running yet. That crazy old skate, he made straight for the gate, and I hollered, hey, Lou, don't forget. 
Meet me in St. Louis, Louis, meet me at the fair. Take my tip and don't stop running until you are there. You're a wonder that's no light ski if you don't fall down in dice ski. So meet me in St. Louis, Louis, meet me at the fair. In church sat a man near the door, asleep he was starting to snore. The minister rose and he said, we will close singing meat on the beautiful shore. The man in the back then awoke, he caught the last word that he spoke. He said, Parson White, you can meet me all right, but the beautiful shore is a joke. Meet me in St. Louis, Louis, meet me at the fair. Don't tell me the lights are shining any place but there. I'll be waiting at the station for the whole darn congregation. So meet me in St. Louis, Louis, meet me at the fair. Billy Murray, May 28, 1904, on Victor 2850 with Meet Me in St. Louis. The song was occasioned by the 1904 St. Louis World's Fair, officially the Louisiana Purchase Exposition, and the first line of the refrain is Meet Me in St. Louis, Louis, meet me at the fair. But who, you ask, is this Louis we're supposed to meet? Well, according to an article in the February 13, 1927 edition of the Louisville, Kentucky Courier-Journal, Tin Pan Alley songwriters Wren Shields and Will D. Cobb and music publisher Carrie Mills were frequent patrons of a bar on Broadway, and their favorite bartender's name was Louie. Their favorite beverage was a beer brewed in St. Louis, which they also referred to as Louie. One night, Andrew Sterling happened to drop in, and when Mills saw him, called out to the bartender, Another Louie, Louie! Sterling immediately had the title and first line of the chorus to what he figured would be a timely song for the fair, which would soon be underway. Mills wrote the melody and gave Sterling a $200 advance royalty, which he quickly lost playing the ponies and went back to Mills asking for a loan of an additional $150, putting up his interest in the song as collateral. He defaulted, but Mills waived his right to keep the song all to himself, and Sterling enjoyed handsome royalties from his lyric. Before St. Louis was Irving's brother, Jack Kaufman, asking, Why did you do it to me, babe? on December 4, 1919. Jack recorded it for Columbia, but right around that same time, he recorded it for the Emerson label. The Emerson Phonograph Company was created in 1914 by Victor Hugo Emerson, who had been the chief recording engineer at Columbia before leaving in 1914. He created the Emerson record label the following year. When artists recorded for competing labels, they would often use pseudonyms, but Jack uses his real name on the Emerson record, number 10126, released in March of 1920. Only problem is, it's misspelled as Jack Kaufman, with a P instead of an F. I don't know on how many other labels it appears, but on this one is Jack Kaufman's signature and the letters OK. 
Andrew B. Sterling wrote his share of patriotic war songs, and before Jack Kaufman was probably his most popular, America, Here's My Boy. I don't know how popular it was among the boys referred to in the title, but that was the Peerless Quartet from Victor 18256, recorded February 21, 1917. On this record, the Peerless Quartet were tenors Campbell and Burr, baritone Arthur Collins, and bass John H. Meyer. Arthur Lang wrote the music. We began a little tribute to Andrew B. Sterling with Billy Murray once again, singing about the old Fall River line. On the other three songs in this segment, Sterling gets sole credit for the lyrics, but he got a little help on this one from William Jerome. Harry Von Tilzer wrote the music, and Victor 17427 was recorded August 6, 1913. For decades, beginning in 1847, the Fall River Line was the best way to travel between New York City and Boston. It consisted of a railroad journey between Boston and Fall River, Massachusetts, where passengers would then board luxurious steamboats for the 176-mile journey through Narragansett Bay and Long Island Sound to the Lines Hudson River dock in Manhattan. Presidents, captains of industry, and high society traveled the Fall River Line, but it was also accessible to the middle class until 1937, when competition from the railroad and automobiles forced its liquidation. Have a particular song or artist you'd like to hear on Rapidly Rotating Records? Well, you can send your requests and your comments about the show by email to glenn at rapidlyrotatingrecords.com or send cards or letters to Post Office Box 145, Claremont, California, 91711. That's glenn, G-L-E-N-N, at rapidlyrotatingrecords.com or Post Office Box 145, Claremont, California, 91711. In the first segment of the show, you heard Ernie Golden and his orchestra. But as I mentioned, Ernie was also a composer. So for this segment, here are three tunes from the pen of Ernie Golden. Workman was making toys all day so children could be happy when they were all at play. One night when all was quiet, his daily work was done. In the shadows deep, he fell fast asleep as the toys woke one by one. Though it's just in dreams, still to him it seems that his toys have come to life. There's a bugler boy blowing notes of joy and a toy that blows the fire. Here's a big bass drum going rum-tum-tum to the sound of tramping feet. See the toy man smile as the rank and file come marching up the street. There's lions, camels, tigers, an elephant or two. Just hear the great big rooster sing cock-a-doodle-doo. And dear old Mother Hubbard, who found her cupboard bare. And Santa Claus, who's here because he has some toys to share. There's battleships and cruisers, big electric trains. The sky way up above him is filled with aeroplanes. 
bright in his little workshop. He made them all, it's true. Attention, attention, get ready for review. so excited I didn't know what to do. Well, I walked down the aisle once, too, you know, and I was excited. Were you scared? Oh, plenty. Say, I was so scared, you know what happened? What? I kissed the preacher and gave the bride $10. Just wait till you see. Hey, can you see? Mm-hmm, some sweet little somebody and me. Isn't it wonderful? Oh, 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 baby, don't we make a team hitched up so don't pinch me, it may be a dream. Gee whiz, no. Everything is rosy, we're a great company. My baby, not maybe, gonna be so cozy. Somebody and me, 
Ernie Golden recorded it himself almost three years later, but there you have Paul Whiteman and his orchestra with their April 22, 1928 rendition of Ernie's tune, Dancing Shadows, issued on Victor 21431, and a whole bunch of different gramophone catalog numbers for issue all over Europe and in Australia. 
Freeman Gosden and Charles Correll are usually associated with their roles as Amos and Andy on radio, but the pair also made a number of commercial recordings as a vocal duo in their normal voices. And before Paul Whiteman, you heard one, Somebody and Me, from Victor 20908, recorded in Chicago on July 6, 1927. Raymond Cloggis wrote the words to that one. Corell and Gosden also made commercial recordings of comic dialogues as Amos and Andy and Sam and Henry, black characters they created in 1926, for a 10-minute situation comedy series on WGN Chicago. Von DeLeith started things off with The Toymaker's Dream from Victor 21975, January 10, 1929. Ernie Golden wrote the words and music to that one, recorded a week later by B.A. Rolfe for Edison, and a couple of months later by Lou Gold for Columbia and Sam Lennon on the OK label. I'm Glenn Robison, and the show is Rapidly Rotating Records. We're here each and every Sunday evening at 6 on listener-supported Island Radio, FM 88.7, KISL Avalon, and KISLAvalon.com. This and all our previous shows are also available 24-7, on demand anytime at all, online at rapidlyrotatingrecords.com. And we're on all the major podcast directories. Last week I played Everything Has Got My Goat by Billy Jones and Ernie Hare, and mentioned that the music was written by Mary M. Taylor. Well, Mary M. Taylor wrote at least one other tune, this one. Sung once again by our old friend Jack Kaufman. around and the gate put a strain on your pin 
Don't give all your tail, just look like a rail. Now where the best begins. six jumping jacks with a silly song, The Coat and Pants Do All the Work, written by Bert Hanlon, Ben Ross, and Larry Shea. Brunswick recorded that in the afternoon on Christmas Eve 1926 and issued it as catalog number 3412, but also issued it in Germany. Usually a band would do an instrumental take for records destined for non-English-speaking countries, 
but apparently this was the same take as the U.S. and Australian records. Harry Brewer's trio started things off with a song that hits just a little too close to home, for me anyway, Down Where the Vest Begins. You'll recall that last week I played Sheep and Goat with the lyrics by Jack Hoynes. Well, purely by coincidence, Jack Hoynes also wrote the words to Down Where the Vest Begins. His little poem caught on and was published on postcards, in humor books, and in the 1925 Journal of the Brotherhood of Maintenance of Way Employees. Maintenance of Way Employees work for railroads, still do for that matter, and are responsible for the upkeep and repair of the railroad's fixed properties, such as track, bridges, and switches. Mary M. Taylor, Marion Gildersleeve, and J. E. Miller wrote the music to Down Where the Vest Begins, and it was played by Harry Brewer's trio. Harry Brewer played xylophone, but we don't know who the other two members of the trio were. We do know the vocalist was Jack Kaufman, and this was another Emerson 78, number 1053, made around March of 1924. But unlike the Emerson disc by Jack Kaufman we played earlier, this one doesn't have Jack's approving signature on the label. Doing our part to keep alive the music of the 1920s and 30s, this is Rapidly Rotating Records, Sunday evenings at 6 on KISL-FM 88.7 Avalon, and available anytime on demand online at RapidlyRotatingRecords.com. I'm sorry to step on the music, but in the background is Clarence Williams Orchestra on OK8663 from December 19, 1928, with Joe King Oliver's tune, Watching the Clock. Why? Well, along with the ticking clock at the beginning of the show, to remind you that time is running out for you to order a Rapidly Rotating Records t-shirt, tank top, or hooded sweatshirt. This is a limited-time campaign to help raise funds to support KISL, listener-supported island radio in Avalon. As the station's longest-running show, Rapidly Rotating Records was chosen as the focus of this campaign, with the name of the show emblazoned across these high-quality shirts. There are seven styles, five colors, and eight sizes, so there's something for everyone. But as I said, this is a limited-time special offer, and they're made on demand, so when the campaign ends, they will no longer be available. You have only until this coming Thursday, September 3rd, to place your order. So if you enjoy Rapidly Rotating Records and the other fine shows and unique programming on KISL, 
Head on over to bonfire.com and enter KISL in the search bar to see all the different options and to order one or more shirts to proudly show your support. And if you're feeling really generous, you can also add an additional donation to the station on the order form. That's bonfire.com and search KISL. With time running out on the shirt campaign and the clock on the wall counting down to the end of tonight's show, here's another clock-related tune or two. Thank you. 
a fine version of one of my favorite songs, Fairy on the Clock, by the Aerial Dance Orchestra, a pseudonym used for lots of British and American bands, in this case, Ronnie Monroe's Orchestra. That's from a 1930 Parlophone 78, number Z-4506. Ferry on the Clock was composed by Sherman Myers, also known as Montague Ewing, with the lyrics by Errol Reeves. I'm Glenn Robison, and I'm very pleased that you've chosen to spend this past hour with me listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. If you had half as much fun as I did, then I had twice as much fun as you. I hope you'll check out the Rapidly Rotating Records t-shirts at bonfire.com and that you'll click in or tune in again next week. And as always, I thank you for your very kind attention. (laughs) ¶¶